Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Mark Hinton from Stuff from News Hub, Andrew Gordy. Boys, it's it's an interesting old time. I think that I've just been talking about uh, America's Cup and Lingley Red Bull Racing uh, back in the game. Uh, Gordes, what do you think? Oh, I'm, I've suddenly got a bit nervous. They're tying themselves up with Red Bull Racing. Of course, Team UK are up with uh, Mercedes. Talk that Ferrari might join with Luna Rossa. Uh, does it put the Kiwis on the back foot, do you think? Yeah, it probably does, to be honest, Matt. Um, yeah, and I suppose it highlights everything that Grant Dalton's been saying about, you know, we've sort of been wondering whether these are a kind of empty threat that, you know, they, they obviously want to take the, the regatta offshore. They need to race somewhere else because they need to get as much money as they can in the, in the kitty because they're going to need uh, a war chest, so to speak, um, if they're going to be able to take on Anios Team UK and now Alingi, um, especially now that they're backed by Red Bull Racing who don't do anything by heart, do they? No. Um, so, yeah, I can see where they're coming from. And, yes, you would have to say, um, even this far out from, from the next regatta, um, they're going to be under the pump to try and defend this thing. But... Look, from a from a Kiwi point of view, if, I, if I'm just taking the point of view of your average Kiwi right now, I reckon most people would say, I actually don't really care about whether you hang on to this thing next time around. I want to... You, you guys owe us. They, they team New Zealand owe Kiwis. Why? Uh, why? Why do they... Why, do they, why do they... Why they do owe, they owe Kiwis? Because they, they took a lot of a lot of taxpayer money, Nick, and they deserve to have it back. We didn't really get to enjoy it properly uh, last time around, and I think... Yeah, uh, but that, was, they, that, they that wasn't their fault. That was COVID. Around. That wasn't their fault, you know, to yeah, get it enjoyed. I, 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 yeah, but, I mean, but, we, but New Zealanders didn't get a return on their investment, did they, Matt? Yeah, but they don't really care about that. I mean, that was a business deal. We're talking. Well, if they don't care, then they can't expect us to care about them, can we? Yeah, oh, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I think I think we we make a big deal a big deal about nothing, and and the fact of the matter is, it's a very good brand, and whether it's offshore or onshore, the actual brand of Team New Zealand is a powerful brand. So whether it's here or not, uh, for me, is here nor there. Mark, are you going? Which side is the fence you sit on? Because he's fired up already. Yeah, he is, and I. Kind of, I think I'm more with Gordon on this one. I think um, if Team New Zealand take the event offshore, they really risk, do risk disenfranchising New Zealanders. Look, this is a, uh, a kind of, a, look, we've seen some massive money come out. My first reaction to hearing a Lingi back is, thank goodness, thank, I think it's a breath of fresh air, Steve, yeah, yeah. for the event. Um, we had three challenges last time and, you know, really kind of only really two credible ones. It wasn't enough to make it a credible international event, so, you know, the way Bertrand Rally operate with the might of Red Bull and all their uh, expertise in terms of F1 and all that behind 
them, look, this is this is going to be a great... And, of course, the storylines with the Lingi and, and, and the rivalry with Team New Zealand, it's fantastic for the events. But if, but if they take it offshore, I think it's going to be a big shame. I think New Zealanders will struggle to engage with it. I agree with Andrew on that. Um, because out of sight, out of mind to a degree. And I don't necessarily agree that Team New Zealand is a brand, say, like the All Blacks, that does have this massive international cachet. I think they need New Zealand behind them. Um, but um, it doesn't look like it's going to go that way. You really have to feel that everything is lining up with the money that's coming into all the um, challenges. It looks like Team New Zealand is going to have to take the biggest deal, and the biggest deal is not done here in New Zealand. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why they can't take any more money, because I know for a fact that they were broke with, with the last week to go, and they had a very healthy billionaire hand them a lot of money to make it to the last week. So they are one of the poorest teams running around. So I don't think, and I think, and I'm being genuine here, please don't uh, take this the wrong way, I don't think they want to take any New Zealand money. I think because of what, what but the, the simple reaction of what you guys are like, right? They don't, I don't think they genuinely go, right, okay, we've done it, we've done it. We've, we, 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 they are confident that they can defend offshore. And I think the, oh, I'm, I, I cannot buy the, oh, it's like saying, well, we'll don't let the All Blacks play offshore because they owe us, right? Um, I'm, I'm, I can't buy that one, Gordy. I'm, I'm, I'm... No, that's completely different, Matt. That's, that's a completely why, different Why? why? Because, because, what, what, because it's the All Blacks? What taxpayer, what taxpayer money have the All Blacks taken off? Uh, off well, they, well, they try They try all the time with the high-performance sport to get money, they when they, they, and they're professional. That, well, do we know that? Took multiple, New Zealand took millions of dollars off, off Kiwis. And it was happily, and happily, and happily given by the governments of the time. So I, 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 I play tall poppy call on this one completely, completely tall poppy call on this one. But let's, hey, we're, we're going to disagree, which is a good thing once in a while, and I'm okay with that. Uh, rugby, I, I, look, I tell you what, we'll leave the rugby awards till after the break. Uh, the Silver Lake deal. Ha, ah, Silver Lake. We talk about rugby. They've just done a $130 million deal with the A-League, uh, which is, and that happened pretty quickly. They've taken a 33% stake. Uh, Mark, are you surprised? And why is it taking so long for any sort of deal with Silver Lake to go with the NZR? Because the players are digging the heels in. It's as simple as that. But look, there's going to have to be a resolution in this. Uh, the New Zealand uh, Rugby's last uh, provincial board meeting uh, tomorrow. Um, I think we're going to hear something on this, uh, on where it's at. Um, but at the end of the day, the players and, and New Zealand rugby have to come to an agreement to go forward with the collective bargaining. Um, so they have to find a middle ground. Um, and, we're not, and it's notable we're not hearing from either side, Stephen. So when you don't hear from, uh, when, when there's no politicking going on, when there's no grandstanding, mm. when there's no um, leaking, it usually means something's um, happening, yeah. uh, something legitimate is happening. So I would not be surprised um, if, if something, if progress has been made, there's been talk it has been reduced from 12.5% to 7.5%. That might even come down more. Look, New Zealand, need, New Zealand rugby needs a cash injection. There's no doubt about that. The provincial union, especially, uh, so something has to be done. And at the end of the day, the players and their employers have to find uh, a common ground, just for the simple reason of uh, going forward with the game, with professional games. So there will be a solution found, but just where it is, and, and if we're close, all may become clearer before Christmas. Gords. Oh, look, yeah, I, I, I completely expect that eventually um, New Zealand Rugby and the Players Association are going to come to some kind of agreement and Silver Lake will eventually end up with a state um, in, in New Zealand Rugby and in the All Blacks. Um, comparing it to the A-League situation, though, um, I can understand why this deal has gone in, gone through seemingly, um, you know, like, like with the click of a finger kind of thing because it's, it's set up differently, isn't it? I mean, clubs are all, uh, all the A-League clubs are privately owned, um, so I'm sure that all the private owners 
owners of uh, a competition that is, uh, I won't say struggling necessarily, but I can see that they would all welcome uh, that, that cash injection and really they're only answerable to, to the people that own the club. So um, I can see why that's gone through. Different setup, obviously, though, with New Zealand rugby and having to convince, um, obviously, the provincial unions, but mainly the players, uh, that this is the right thing going forward for New Zealand rugby. Yeah, let's talk about the players after the news, OK? Because I, 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 the one word that comes to mind for me is greed. Uh, let's have a think about that one. Talk, big opinions, the panel. It is uh, 10.32. This is Summer Days with Stephen McIver in for Smithy. We're talking to the panel. I'm Mark Hinton from Stuff and Andrew Gordy from News Hub. Mark, a word I used before Trudy's News and Sport update was greed. Do you think that there is greed going on with the players? I mean, am I overplaying this a bit too much? Well, yeah, I think you're overplaying it, Stephen. I think it's the opposite of greed, really. Um, if, if it was all about money, they would have taken the, sil- the filthy lucre from Silver Lake and sold their souls. Those players are, are operating as guardians of the game here it's sort of a purely financial decision that you know they're asking the legitimate question how much um, of our gain do we want to give up to a private equity firm how much of our profits how much of of control of the game um, and what are we getting in return I think they're asking legitimate questions and I don't think it's purely about money they're not digging in for more money they're actually kind of wanting less money but but for less control to give away less control so I, I can see where the players are coming from but they do have to find a solution now. Gangs me, um, uh, it's a factor of Okay, fair play. We'll leave that one. No, I don't agree. You agree? You agree, Gords? That's good. All right, let's move on, shall we? Who wins Kel Tremaine tonight, Gordy? Um, well, probably Artie Savia, to be honest, but I think you could all, uh, also make a case for Will Jordan. I mean, he's, he's obviously won World Rugby Breakthrough Player of the Year, and rightly so, I think. He's been, um, he's absolutely burst onto the scene, and I'm, I'm sure I, I, I couldn't quite believe the stat, actually, when I when I read it, that his 15 tries are the most ever by an all-black in a single season. Um, so that in itself is, is quite a remarkable achievement. Um, and this, I don't know, you could probably make a case for Sarah Hidney as well, uh, obviously captain the all-black sevens to... Um, a gold medal at the Olympic Games, so um, I, I think you could probably make a case for those two as well. But if, look, if you held a gun to my head, Matt, um, probably probably Arvissavi. Yeah, see, I'd, see I'd, I'd be going down the Sarah Hurney Ray. What about you, uh, Mark? Oh, absolutely. I think it'd be a travesty if it's an All Black. They're, they've lost the most tests since 2009. I know they won a few trophies and they and they won this year of games. There hasn't been a stellar year for the All Blacks, and certainly hasn't been for the Black Ferns. I think you've got to look to the seventh game. Who, you know, who delivered the most when you're on rugby in 2021? The women's seven team, no doubt, on and off the paddock, and you've got Sarah Hurney, Gail Broughton, Tyler Nathan Wong, and you've got absolutely three cast-on contenders. Really, the whole team, it was a, it was a fabulous effort, but give it to the skipper. Um, she's a great face of the game, and wouldn't it be great in the modern era to see a woman walk away with the top award? Well, Kendra Coxhead did that, what, two years, two or three years ago? Was it three years ago yeah, now? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that, yes. that, that put people on their backside, and I think I think you're right. I think, and when you, and, and I think we should also take into the, the emotional content as well. Uh, there, was a, there was an emotional Emotional Olympics, right? It was an emotional Olympics, and I thought uh, the Blackfern Sevens uh, did the job. So, okay, that's good. So, all right, there's one either way. So, I'm happy with that one. Uh, the Breakers, uh, Andrew, uh, this is interesting, right? So, they've got their two imports are knackered, and now they've got they've brought in uh, Chasson Randall, who uh, spent a lot of time with, uh, was it Charlotte, I think, Orlando Magic. Uh, does he make a difference because they need to? They're 0 3. Well, yeah, look, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I'll respect my opinion um, well, well before mine. 
it comes to anything uh, relating to basketball. I'm setting you up. We face the break. The breakers need help, man. The breakers need help, don't they? I mean, they're 0-3. They've obviously had, had, uh, had to face a fair bit of adversity, especially with the COVID situation, which, to be fair, I, I don't know that that was handled particularly well by the NBL. I don't really see any reason why uh, their opening match couldn't have been postponed. But anyway, we, we moved past that. Um, but look, they're obviously bringing in a guy who has some serious NBA experience relative to uh, any other players in the competition or perhaps even that have played for, for the breakers in the past. A guy that has um, quite, you know, more than just a, a smattering, I suppose, of, of the NBA experience. So if, if, they can, if that can make a difference for them, I think it's a great move. Abercrombie's back this week, which is an encouraging sign. But what do you, what do you make of this import? What do you know of this import, Mark? And uh, it's early in the season. It's a long season. Well, it is. It's 28 games, but uh, the breakers could be 0-5 at the end of this weekend. They play the Illawarra Hawks on Friday, oh, who, uh, uh, who are very good. Brian Gorgian's team mm. stacks with talent, uh, unbeaten. And then they play the defending champs, who haven't won a game 0-2, but they're getting Chris Goulding back, and I think maybe Jack White. They're very good uh, Australian forward as well. So they're, about, they're getting reinforcements, and, and they'll be desperate as well. The breakers could be 0-5. I don't think they can get Randall in in time. With, I think he's a three-day quarantine. I, I believe he's flowing out of the US today. He might be able to play Sunday, but it would be with no practice and no real preparation time with his new teammates. So they could be 0-5 at the end of this weekend, staring down the barrel of a season already down the tube. So it is getting desperate. I, I, I think they've made the move as quick as they could. I mean, I mean Seaver only did the injury on Friday. But it's desperate times. They need to start getting wins because if they even do get to come back to New Zealand to play that back half of the season, they have to be, you know, within cooling of 500 um, and they're a long way from that at the moment. So yeah. desperate times, desperate measures. Yeah, I, I watched the uh, bits of the first of the last two games. Now, the one thing that stood out for me, Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, they just looked uh, unhinged and lacked direction. Yeah, well, and you kind of understand that. Look, they come out of all, they, you know, there's a lot of things working against them and they come out of all kind of lockdown with no, they couldn't even practice together. Went to Aussie then had a COVID thing. So they had, just haven't had time together and then, you know, with injuries on top of that, it's it, it difficult for them but play this world's smallest violin. It is difficult times for all teams or so many teams playing <laughs> professional sport, isn't it? They have yeah. to find a way. As simple as that, they have to find a way. Yeah, and we will we will be brutal on them if they don't continue to, to uh, deliver. Andrew, what are the Christmas plans for you and the family. Oh, mate, fairly, fairly quiet Christmas around our place, to be perfectly honest, Matt. I'm, I'm, my last day of work is uh, the Thursday, and I've, I've got a good wee chunk off. But, uh, but yeah, the, the wife's going to be, um, she's going to be working quite a bit of it. So we, we might get away for a, for a week or so somewhere, but uh, no, nah, fairly quiet. Will right, you get mate. it? Will you cross the border? Whoa, I don't know, actually. Geez, everyone else is leaving, so I don't know. We might just tag along with them. But um, no, I haven't made too many plans in that regard, to be perfectly honest. What about you, Mark? I'm working right up to Christmas, but then I've got some, some nice time off after that so um, yeah I, I enjoy Auckland around Christmas because it's nice and quiet so I will, I will avail myself of the city uh, bereft of traffic which is always nice but heading north for a week or so in the new year um, if I can if I can negotiate the checkpoints on the way Do you miss the fact that we don't have an ASB Classic to look forward to? Oh that's so sad isn't it it's one yeah. of the saddest things because to me it's just a staple of the Auckland particularly or and the New Zealand summer really is having those uh, that, that, that little dashes of class and uh it's yeah. summer uh, fun in the early January. It's really sad. We need to get back to normal time, Steve. Yeah, me, I know. Can you stop? He's calling me. You know, I haven't called him out and calling me Steve three times. Oh, Hinton, you're in trouble, OK? It's as simple as that. Andrew, Mark, Hinton, thanks so much for your time. Happy Christmas, gents. You too,